Next on News for the Soul, the voice of spirit with Geraldine. Geraldine is a fiercely loving earth mama, offering her authentic nurturing presence who holds space for you to discover your true self. As a natural psychic intuitive, she has been spiritually guiding clients around the world since 1994 with a strong faith and connection with the Holy Spirit and Gabriel, her primary guide. Please welcome Gerilyn back to News for the Soul. Welcome back, Gerilyn. Hello. Thank you. How have you been? Well, it's been an interesting uh, energy ride. <laughs> Looking forward to this today. <laughs> All righty. Yes, it has been very interesting lately, I must say. There's so much going on. Yeah. Okay. Let me uh, get you to do like a reintroduction overview um, and dive in. Let us know what we're doing today. Okay. So I am Joan St. Joseph. I am a natural psychic intuitive. And today we're going to be talking about um, how to spot one or know if you're around one and what to do about it. And we're going to be talking about different types of energy vampires, and if there is any difference between an energy vampire and an emotional vampire. So we can jump right in. Um, We're going through a period of time where – go ahead, what? Sorry, I've got a little delay. I'm I'm sorry. The floor is yours. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't catch you again. Uh-oh. Um, I was just saying the floor is yours. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Um, so do you want me to start again? Yeah, it's just, uh, just wherever you'd like to start. Okay. So um, my name is Geraldine St. Joseph. I am a natural-born psychic intuitive. Uh, What that means is that I did not take classes or anything to develop my skills. Basically, I was just born this way and kind of grew into my abilities. I have come along uh, across people along the way who have been very helpful. Today, we're going to be talking about energy slash emotional vampires. We're going to be talking about if there is a difference between the two, um, how to spot one, what to do if. Uh, you're in the presence of one, and also what are the different types of energy vampires? I'm only going to briefly be going over uh, what I consider like the top five uh, types of energy or emotional vampires you come across. So let's dive in. Right now in our culture today, um, vampires are kind of, they're being celebrated, they're being um, rather romanticized. Uh, We have books like Twilight and um, several different television shows and different things where it's seen as as kind of glamorous, uh, being a vampire and having that type of a a lifestyle. And what they're looking at in those types of shows, generally speaking, is that they will talk about vampires who uh, drink your blood, which is more about, if we look at it in a metaphysical sense or metaphoric sense, 
they're talking about draining your life force because what keeps us going? We need our blood to be pumping through our veins for our physical body to continue to operate. When we look at that, if you transfer that into an emotional or an energetic vampire, um, it gives you a good idea of what an energy vampire is, what they're doing. They're basically draining your life force. When we talk about energy vampire in, I'm going to say like regular talk, regular folk, we'll call it an emotional vampire. They may call them um, narcissists or people who have narcissistic tendencies. That's just one type. I use emotional and energetic vampire interchangeably for the most part. The only real difference is that when we talk about an emotional vampire versus an energy vampire, you're talking more on a, a surface level and a psychological level, whereas when we talk about energy vampires, we talk about things that are more um, all-encompassing and more expanded, where an energy vampire can act out of any number of different reasons. They also have an ability to take energy even if, if they don't know you or they're not in the same uh, room with you. They don't have your presence there. So that's what I would say would be like the only difference. Otherwise, I use it interchangeably. And when we talk about emotion, one of the ways that it was ex, uh, explained to me a long time ago is that it's energy in motion. So emotion is putting your energy out there on a specific frequency. And we could talk about that another time. There's a whole host of things that go along with that. But suffice it to say that your frequency has a lot to do with the type of people that you will have around you, the type of people that you attract, the type of people that you keep in your circle, and the type of people that are going to make you feel drained as opposed to feeling more fulfilled. How do you know if you're around someone who has these tendencies? Especially because generally this is not something that shows up right away necessarily. Um, you're talking about people who you consistently feel exhausted or really, really tired after speaking to them or simply being around them. Uh, I remember we had, I worked with someone that we called Dr. Gloom because he was so negative. No matter what we were talking about, he could put a negative spin on it and somehow like whatever happened to you, what happened to him was worse. It was like a competition to be the most tra traumatized and things like that. So someone who goes out of their way to be negative and to find negativity in things or to um, break you out of feeling good and put you, and they'll call it being realistic. They're just being realistic. They're just letting you know. But what it does is are in an upward spiral where you're feeling good, you're getting things accomplished, you have these ideals. Once it becomes apparent to a, an energy vampire or an emotional vampire, what they will do is they want to put the kibosh on that. They want to suck all that positive energy out of you and lower your vibration. 
because they are uncomfortable being around a high vibration. They're uncomfortable being around um, someone who is very positive and is always uplifting or looking to uplift. It bothers them. So they need to, like, poke a hole in that balloon. And they will do that in any number of ways. But generally what we see <clears throat> is that anybody else happy and they want them to know how unhappy they should be. Um, the person may try to single you out. Uh, they will isolate you, and they will do so through flattery, gifts, and whatnot, or they may do so um, physically because they want to be held to a different standard or be on a different level than anyone else around you. These are the people who are your friends who get jealous if the uh, friend circle expands or if anyone new comes into your life, this is the girlfriend who can't be happy for you when, and speaking as a, a woman, can't be happy for you when you find a good relationship because she's afraid that's going to take from her time and her farming of your energy and your attention. Um, they have nothing to say that is nice about anyone in their past. And right along with that is energy vampires, do not hold on to relationships for very long, not close relationships. So what you may find is that you meet these people and they really don't have anybody close in their lives, but they'll say, oh, they have this friend here and they have this friend here and this friend here, but it's all people that they're not around consistently and who are not really connected to them. They're, they're not around them a whole lot. Uh, because once they are in a relationship where they need to reveal themselves, then they, they, they show themselves and people don't want to be around them pretty much. Or they will go after somebody. Um, and generally this type of person, energy vampires in general, they want to be around people who are very compassionate, very empathetic, people who are good and kind and giving because that's what they want. They want your attention. They want your time. They want your presence. And more than anything else, they want your energy, your life force. An energy vampire will also rely on others for their self-worth. So one of the things to note is that most energy vampires have very low self-esteem. They have a very bad sense of self, although they will aggrandize themselves and tell people how wonderful they are. I've heard many wise men say, if you really were that great, you wouldn't have to tell anybody that because they would just know from being around you. Um, an energy vampire often can be very difficult to walk away from. They will create a situation where you look like the bad guy or you feel really guilty about walking away from them. Why would you feel guilty about walking away from them? Well, if the way they're getting attention is by Blanchard and her mother, the way her mother had to constantly create illnesses and situations where they were given all this attention and money and sympathy 
because her daughter was sick and she was such an angel and this, that, and the And then you come to find out later that the daughter was never actually sick and she was just a con artist. So con artists in general are going to be energy vampires also. Um, and they may make it difficult for you to walk away from them because you have a sense that you owe them. And that's where, when we talked earlier about um, winning you over through flattery and gifts and whatnot, Maybe you moved into their house right away. Maybe they, you know, paid for something for you when you really, really need it. So then now you have this sense of loyalty. Energy vampires do not have loyalty. There is no loyalty there. All they do is um, they're trying to farm as much attention and as much as much praise, as much connection, as much reputation, as much energy as they possibly can. Another telltale sign is they do not take any real responsibility for their life circumstances. Blame is the name of the game. So they'll say, oh, well, if you just told me that, I would have done something about it. But you have told them that and they actually didn't do anything about it. Or They'll say, well, you, you know that I have this high sense of integrity and I would never. How many times have you watched, even watching like Catfish or so many different television shows where they're, you know, calling people out on their behavior? Do we see this behavior where someone will be, I would never. But you just did. What are you talking about? You would never. You just did. So people who have, there's an incongruency between what they propose they are and who they are and what their what their um, integrity is versus what they show to the world, what is actually happening. Two totally different things. So that's how you can spot an energy vampire. And as we go through the types, we might be talking about that a little bit more. But just so you know, um, when we talk about energy vampires, so the difference between that and emotional vampire, because this is mostly emotional, is that an, a real energy vampire can pull from the people in their area, whether they're connected to you or not. I mean, you could be on the subway and sitting next to somebody, and all of a sudden you start feeling really tired. That is like somebody who is really siphoning off whatever was there for you. So there are different levels to it. Now, at any given time in our lives, there may be a time at some point where we ourselves will behave as an energy uh, vampire. I wouldn't call it that strongly, but basically, like, as we go through different trauma and we're, we're dealing with things, we just are going through a divorce or a messy breakup or um, the death of a loved one, to the people around us, they may get compassion fatigue because they feel like we are pulling all their energy. And maybe when we're around people, we will somehow find a way to conversation back to what is bothering us and ourselves. Now, there's a difference between somebody who does that when they are truly in need versus somebody who that is just their personality. Like you can't talk about anything without them then turning it about themselves. 
actually, I was around people the other night, and we were talking about um, several of us have lost people who are really close to us recently. And we were all telling these very uplifting stories about, you know, the being there with our loved one in their last moments or different things that may have happened while they were sick and we were caring for them, different things. And there was one person in the group, totally, I don't know, didn't read the room at all, but we're all talking about these uplifting, wonderful moments that were endearing. And then um, she pipes in about like all these really horrible, horrific things. It was really interesting because, those of us who were talking, we all could feel the pull of that person trying to pull all the energy their way and trying to pull the energy down so it's a different frequency so they can feel like they're the center of attention and everybody's looking at them. And because we could feel that, we all put the kibosh to it. We're all like, no, we're, we're not going down that. We let them say their story and we're like, okay, and then we just continued on the conversation as it was, like talking about things that were much more uplift. So that is one way that you can deal with people like this. Again, consistency is key. If it's somebody who is consistently showing narcissistic behavior, that's different than somebody who just every once in a blue moon, you know, something will come up and then they have to deal with that. So let's talk about. Just oh. want to let you know you've got a couple yeah, of callers holding as well, Gerilyn. Oh, okay. Awesome. So let's take a couple of phone calls before we go into that then. All right. Perfect timing. 831, we're coming to you first. What's your first name? Where are you calling in from? Hi, my name is Karen. I'm calling in from uh, Central Florida. Aloha. And- Hello, aloha. And, uh, you know, I just feel a lot of a lot of buttons flashing and popping off in me as you talk. Um, yeah, so much. Um, I've worked on this my whole life, but I was, you know, grew up in um, mental confusion and emotional pain. And I was mauled on every level, you know, on a daily basis by my family. Um, so it's taken me my whole life to work through this, but I'm, I'm, you know, really um, realizing how I've let uh, a lot of what you're saying. Uh, I'm coming to uh, more and more terms with it. It seems like a, almost a never-ending process of discovering how I'm um, allowing these people to do things, and I think I've kind of finally come to a point where I haven't, but. Where I'm not anymore, and some things more and more recently, not letting people suck my energy or drain me or push buttons or uh, speak in manipulative ways that are very um, nuanced and have been hard for me to detect due to my emotional blind spots. And I I think, um, you know, for sometimes I seem to go in life for years with out really um, changing and then suddenly a big change will come and then for years I'll do a lot of work and it seems like I'm not making any progress or getting any change and then suddenly 
a big change will come. So it's like I ride on these plateaus and continue to do work, and then suddenly I go vertical. And I think I really have again. And um, yeah, I'm just wondering if you can um, help me with any blind spots that I'm not seeing that, uh, I mean, I would love some help along the way to see if um, what I'm still doing that maybe is um, allowing this type of... Allowing that to still come in. Yeah, Yeah, allowing that to to come in or it may always try to come in, but for me to instantly recognize it and deal with it rather than uh, be intimidated by it or sucked in by it or allow it to go on even for even for 10 minutes I mean I don't even want it for three seconds you know <laughs> well number one you need to be easier on yourself because especially when it comes from childhood and it's just it's almost like a habit we're like we're just used to allowing and listening to somebody the difference is you can let them spew whatever they want to spew. The difference is giving of yourself to them. So a couple things to remember, and we will go over this at the end, are the ways to get away from these people. But no is a full sense. If you want to walk away from somebody and they've got you cornered for whatever reason and they're talking and talking and, and going on and on, and you want to get away from them, you can always say, oh, my goodness, we're so afraid of being rude to people that we end up hurting ourselves or changing the subject. You you become a a real artist at changing the subject. You know, something they're talking, oh, that reminds me of this. And they're going to be annoyed that you cut them off. But if it's somebody who does this all the time, you need to redirect them in order to, to shift the energy in a different direction. So you either need to leave the vicinity or walk away or let them say what they want to say, but don't take it in. So those are the three things that you could do right off the bat. So far as blind spots, everybody has blind spots. And in our culture right now, the thing is that comes so adept at using other people with all these scam artists and catfish and everything's online you know, 10 ways to manipulate and all that kind of stuff that you just have to really trust your gut. Learn how to read your body. Learn how to feel in your body if somebody is pulling from you or if you just feel like you're starting to get tugged in a direction that you don't want to go in, listen to your body and get out of there. Now, if somebody is very insistent and they don't want to let you go, you could start jiggling like, I'm sorry, I really have to go to the bathroom. Nobody is going to stop you (laughs) if you have to go to the bathroom. And that's how you get away. That is like my foolproof method. If nothing else works, we're going to have an accident here in a second. You need to let me go. I got to go. You know, and generally, it's a quick escape. Don't use it too often or think people are going to think you have IBS. Or you, you know, hey, whatever works. But It's just about catching it when it happens, acknowledging it, and not allowing yourself to beat yourself up because maybe you didn't see it coming or you feel like you didn't catch it fast enough. There's no such thing. People can be very subtle. And let's let's face it, most of the people who do this even realize they're doing it. 
it's not a conscious act. It's just how they are used to behaving. It's just how they are used to being. This is how they get fed or their supply or however you want to talk about it is they know that when they have somebody's undivided attention or they're getting a lot of attention, good, bad, or indifferent, that that gives them a sense of worth because then they feel seen. So it may even be something like if it's somebody you're close to or somebody you have to be around a lot, it might be even, you know, calling them out and be like, hey, you know, we were having a really good time, so I really don't feel right now to talk about this subject. We can talk about this later when it's more appropriate or something to that nature, learning how to, again, redirect the conversation either by, you know, scooting around it or by directly confronting and being like, you know, have you noticed that when you start talking, everybody leaves the circle that we're in and I'm the only one standing here? Maybe you need to think about the energy that you're putting off. Being kind about it, but still being um, direct enough that the person is not going to, it's not just a throwaway. They might get defensive, but you still put the ball in their court. They still have the information that they need in order to make a change. If uh, Hopefully that helps a bit. Yeah, I'm, Karen? I'm, I'm taking in everything oh. that you're saying. Yeah, I'm taking in everything that you're saying. So I'm a little slow to respond, but yes, it all it all helps. Okay. I, I I I I appreciate hearing you talking uh, about this, and uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, if you want anything that's a little more in depth, I do have um, a YouTube channel under my name where I talk about a lot of this stuff. And oh, excellent! We have okay. um, on. On Meetup, um, I have a couple of groups where we talk about these types of. Yeah. All right, I'll check it out. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks so, for calling. Do we have in. another caller? We do indeed. Let's go to eight three two eight three two. What's your first name? Where are you calling in from? Uh, my name is Lisa, and I'm calling from Houston. Hey, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Hi. Houston, awesome. Yes. <laughs> so what is your comment or question? My problem is I'm an impact, and I have a hard time uh, recognizing if it's my energy, if it's somebody else's energy, because here lately I've been, I've been sick, and I don't know if it's my energy, if it's somebody else's energy, and I have a, t- a hard time, you know, trying to figure out if it's, if it's, if it's coming from me, if it's coming from somewhere else. What I have noticed is that when it's coming from outside of yourself, it'll come on suddenly usually. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, don't say, why am I feeling like this? Ask, is this mine? And either you will get a yes, this is yours and this is why, or your body will be like, hmm, no, it feels kind of foreign. And then you can say, well, thank you for letting me know, but you can go now. And you release it. So that's one way. Another way to do it, because you don't want to own it. Because once you own it, once you say, why am I feeling this way, your mind is going to come up with reasons why you're feeling that way. Mm -hmm. It's going to look for things. So you don't want to do that. I use gemstones. 
because sometimes you're just you're getting overwhelmed with too many things are happening, and you're like, okay, I need to sort this out. And I find that the best gemstones in order to, like, cut off emotions and things coming from the outside, the two that I use are Peridot, P-E-R-I-D-O-T, which is August Birthstone, Greenstone, gorgeous. Peridot and Ruby are the two. And what those two gemstones do is after you bless them and program them, they will put a white light shield around you. And once you put that, that peridot on, and whether it's a ring or you're just holding it in your hand, you should be able to feel the difference. If it's your emotion, you're still going to be feeling that emotion. If it's not your emotion, suddenly you're not feeling that emotion at all. Okay. So that's a, a, that's a quick way to do it. And Peridot does not have to be, you don't have to buy like a ring that's uh, several hundred dollars or anything. You could just get a small piece at like a gem store. It doesn't have to be gemstone quality. It doesn't matter how big it is or how small. And I mean, I bought Peridot chip necklaces when I was in Hawaii for like 10 or $15. So it doesn't have to be a real expensive outlay. To get what you okay. Need. Rubies are okay. more expensive, um, unless you get like raw ruby, which is I like raw ruby, but a lot of people are like that doesn't even look like a ruby because <laughs> it's not gem quality. So, but those are the two things that I would say you want to you want to do. You want to focus on how to separate the two. It's not about not letting it come in at all because you're an empath and things will come in, but there are going to be times where you don't want that extraneous stuff. And if you want to block that, there are different ways to do it, but the most simple way I would say is using gemstones like ruby or like peridot. And uh, we could probably do a podcast specifically on being an empath and what that feels like and and how to walk through life as an empath. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So does it yes. help? Yes, it helps a lot. Oh, thank, you. thank you. And thank you for uh-huh. calling. Uh, thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Do we have anyone else? That's all the callers for now. Okay. Cool. All right. So there are of uh, emotional or energetic vampires. One that we see a lot right now, and and all the ones that I'm going to talk about, like we're seeing an uptick recently. Uh, I believe this is partially because we're, we're moving into a period of time where it's really difficult to hide who you are so that things will be coming through full force and it'll be easier to see these things. So my number one is the victim. Someone who plays victim all the time. They're a constant downer. Um, They whine about everything. They're a very insecure person who needs constant, um, constant encouragement and constantly being told how great they are. Now, is that something that that really happens? I mean, are there people who who really are anxious and really need that kind of um, support? Yes. And it can happen at different times, but if this is your MO, where it's all the time, and you're 
you really need to examine what you're doing and why. Because a lot of these people don't recognize that this is who they are. But you behave in an insecure manner so that you get positive feedback. Because then people feel bad giving you negative feedback because you seem so weak and frail. Some people are sincerely um, at a loss for who they are and what they're supposed to do. And these people will try to make themselves better. So you have two different things, like a real victim or someone who's a victim archetype or victim mentality. They will take in all of your support and take all the advice and do all that and then let it fall. Because they're not really, there's no bonus to them getting better. They don't really want to get better. They don't want to be better. They, they're just there because this is who they are. They always have somebody to blame. They don't want to take responsibility. And they're having all their needs met without having to do any of the adulting or the adult work in the situation. If you have someone who is just simply insecure, going through a rough time, um, what they will do is as you're trying to teach them, maybe they might not take all of your advice, but they are going to try. They're going to make attempts, and you're going to see improvement. And the thing is to encourage them in that improvement so that it keeps going so that they don't fall backwards. So the first type is the victim. Um, the second is the charmer. So this person has to be the center of attention, and they get this attention by being charming. They're using flattery. They're being the clown in the group. Whatever they're doing, they need to be the center of attention. So most of the time, the charmer will try to lighten the mood. They're the good time guy. They're the party girl. Um, and the way you'll know this from someone who is just, naturally personable is that this person always has to be a certain attention. They will talk over people and like get in other people's way, jump on somebody's uh, Kool-Aid as they say, um, and take credit for other people's work. Whereas um, someone who is just personable knows how to listen. They let everybody take their turn. They don't need to be the center of attention. They're not vying for that. Sometimes they just naturally get it, but it's not like as soon as the attention moves away from them, they have to get it back. Um, the charmer also is one that tries to lighten the mood, even when it's inappropriate. Turn that on you if you call them out for being inappropriate or you say, you know, you don't need to do center of attention all the time, and they will become very hurt and distressed, and they will not understand what is wrong with you, why you would say such things to them. You're so mean and that type of thing, that's the charmer. The next type, which uh, I call the drama queen or drama king, which in today's society is called a Karen or a, what do they say Chad when it's a guy? But I'm not sure, so don't quote me on that one. The drama queen or drama king, pretty self-explanatory. They always have a story to tell, and it's always worse than yours. And molehills and turn them into mountains. They know how to really spin things out of control, really spin them up and not let them go. 
So they will they will pull on anything that they can. And the best way to do this is, or to, to combat it, is to not give them anything to pull back, pull at. You know, you, you want to go sit in the corner. It's like dealing with a two-year-old who's having a temper tantrum. The kid's having a temper tantrum, not because they really, really, really want that cookie, but it's because they're tired and they need an app tantrum, then you're just, you're enforcing it. You're reinforcing it. And it makes it so that that child never learns that that is not an effective way to communicate and they grow up to be a drama queen or a drama king. Whereas if you're like, is that working for you? How's that working for you? Calm down. Or you just simply breathe deeply around them. Uh, many times it can change the energy and allow things to calm down. But don't give them anything to go up against. It's like doing the, the stone rock. No expression. Don't get angry. Don't yell back. Crying or act like you're hurt. Just nothing. As much as you can just keep a straight face like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, and that's it. And let them talk themselves out. I used to work in movie theaters and... um we had one manager who was brilliant. If somebody was really off the rails, we would send him over, and he could just stand there for an hour and let somebody just berate and just yell and do whatever, and they're going and going and going until they get tired, and they're like, well, okay. And then they would walk away. It was great. It was beautiful to watch. But not giving them any, any of your energy, not allowing them to bounce off of you, uh, to take anything from you, but having them bounce off of you, is a very effective way of dealing with these types of, because they want to be disruptive, don't let them be disruptive. Keep going back to whatever it was that you were doing and that whatever it is that you need to do. Uh, we have, this is one of my favorite, is the wet shoe. So somebody asked me to explain this. It's a, it's a term my friends and I use for someone who seems like they're going to let go, but then they come right back, and then they're on tighter than ever, and it's really uncomfortable. So the wet shoe is someone who cannot exist on their own. They're very, very needy. They constantly are depending on you for how they feel. Standing on their own, you got them a job, you trained them, they got their first paycheck, they have their own place to live, they have their own car, they're good suddenly everything will fall down and they will snap right back into place because they can never be away from you for long as it gives them a sense of abandonment and that's what they're afraid of. So they, they need to hold on as tightly as they can and the way most of these types of energy vampires work is that they, they see something in you, like if you're an empath, or you're very compassionate, or you like to take care of people, and they will use that. They will weaponize it against you, and they will just cling on and will not let go, and they will manipulate in ways that make you feel really uneasy. So there are plenty of other types of emotional vampires, uh, like the yo-yo. That's somebody who's really extreme. Uh, you feel like you're walking on eggshells. You don't know who you're walking in on. Like, who are you talking to? One minute they're fine and laughing at something. The next minute 
they get up on stage and slap curse rock on the face, you know, things like that. So they, they tend to be short-tempered. They're either very happy or very angry. There's very little in between. You have gossip hounds who just want to stir up trouble. They're similar to the drama king or queen, but they work behind the scenes. So what they want to do is triangulate people, is make people doubt one another because that brings down the vibration uh, and will allow them to be the news source. You know, they're right in the middle of everything. You have jealous friends and lovers, or you can say envious also. The difference between jealousy and envy is jealous is you're afraid of losing something. Envy is wanting something that someone else has. And then you have bullies. Bullies are absolutely energy vampires because they will destroy your, your energetic and, and make it full of cracks so that you seep energy everywhere just so that they can, they can drink it up. It makes them feel better. And it's because they don't know how to maintain their own energy because they truly don't have um, real self-esteem. They don't have real confidence. They have to take it from someone else. They've got to stand on somebody else in order to feel uh, better about themselves. So I'm sure you could tell that the main theme here has been that um, these types of people, energy vampires and emotional vampires, they need to be the center of attention. When you give your attention, you give it energy. That's what attention is. Wherever you focus, that's where your energy is going. When you're in a, a relationship or a group where it's healthy, the relation, the, I'm sorry, the, the energy will flow back and forth, kind of like the infinity symbol. And it's fairly even going back and forth. Although sometimes one needs more than the other, it always evens out. Many people um, don't know that they're energy vampires, and they would not say that they were, like they, they have no awareness of it, of what they're doing. This is just who they are. This is how they have survived. They take energy from whoever is closest to them, however they can get it. Many energy vampires really crave contact with people. Um, they are highly social. And generally, to the extent of being unable to be on their own, like they, these are the people who feel lonely. Like whenever they're not in relationship where they're not in the middle of stuff, they're lonely. And it's because they they feel like there's there's nothing feeding them. They need others to feed them. They don't know how to go directly to source or how to nourish their own soul. So they, they're like a, a void. They feel very empty. Um, in order for energy vampires to attach to you or to take from you, generally they need some type of invitation. And it can come from, like, recognizing that you have a cracked aura, which could come from trauma. It could come from illness. It could come from an accident. Um, it could, maybe the invitation is, is you're overly sensitive or you need to be liked. The need to be liked is probably one of the most dangerous needs that you can have because it destroys your integrity 
it destroys your self-esteem, and it keeps you from your purpose. So if you have a, a strong need to be liked, thing that you really want to examine and that you want to heal, whatever is behind that, you want to heal that. Um, anything that opens you up without lifting you opens you up to this kind of parasite and all types of psychic intrusion. So things that, that open you up but the, that don't lift you Alcohol, um, different types of drugs where you'll feel high and then you have a crash afterwards. Things like this where you're, you're going out and you're doing things that are normally seen as not morally, uh, not morally chaste or not morally good. And it leaves you feeling worse afterwards. You felt great during, but you feel worse afterwards. And that's also how we we start addiction because we're filling a hole. And the law of attraction is really important when we're talking about energy vampires because you get what you believe you deserve. These types of parasites look for weakness and willingness. By willingness, I mean being someone who's not willing to have solid boundaries that they keep and they're not willing to really strengthen their sense of self, their auric field, or to detach. They don't know how to say no. They don't know how to walk away from somebody and stay away from them. Um, They always feel like they're easily convinced by guilt or by shame that they need to do more for this other person. So you need to be really careful of that. So here's a quick trick to figure out if you're in the presence of an energy vampire. Um, Karen had asked earlier in the show about, like, how do I know right away? Get to know your body your physical body, and your emotional body. Really take note when someone comes into your presence, how you feel. Once you, it could be eye contact, it could be physically being within four feet of each other, um, it could be hearing about them, all these different things. Once they come into your energetic, how is your body responding to this? If you feel it in your solar plexus, which is your sternum is down the center of your chest, your solar plexus is at the bottom of your sternum where your, your ribs are. So it's a, the little hole that we often call our gut feeling is the solar plexus. The solar plexus will react one of three ways to things. Either they don't react at all, which is like, well, whatever you do, you do. It doesn't really make much of an impact. They will feel very open and light. feels almost like it's drawing you in. That's a definite yes. This is something that you want. This is something that would be good for you. Or they get tight. It it could feel like you have a stomach ache. It could feel like somebody just punched you. You might have have the wind knocked out of you. Or it could be very subtle where they're just really tight and there's the sensation of being pulled back. And it could be very slight or it could be very severe. 
depending on how your intuition, how strong it is, and also how your intuition perceives the person as really, really dangerous or just not good to be around. Once you figure that out and you can feel your body, take a step back, take a deep breath, think about the person, or even if you're standing in front of them, just take a nice deep breath and feel your body. And if you feel the sensation of your solar plexus starting to hurt or starting to get tight, this is not someone that you should trust. You really need to be careful of that because prolonged exposure to energy vampires can leave you exhausted, unfocused, depressed, stressed, and also feeling guilty for no apparent reason. You will see people who are in these types of situations, maybe their significant other is an energy vamp, maybe it's a family member, but they're around them a lot when you start seeing somebody who is perpetually exhausted. They lose the spark in their eye, the pep in their step, but when they're away from those people, if they can break off contact and be away from them for a period of time, you'll see their energy coming back. To avoid the consequences of being sucked in by energy vampires and by losing your soul energy, you want to really create a strong energetic field. You want to build up your emotional body and you want to build up your mental body because they twist things through your mental body in order to get into the others. There are many different ways to do this. And I have um, videos online where we go through the steps. But if it's someone that you know who it is, do something called pulling cords. That releases you from the person. It releases them from you also. And it stops any type of energy flow between the two of you. If you want to reconnect, it will help you balance those systems better and feel if, how out of balance it actually is. You can do the white light meditation where you're filling your soul with energy. Doing that on a regular basis helps you to build up energy. You can do that right after you've been around an emotional vampire, and that will help you get some of your energy back. So those are just a few things. At another time, we can go into more specifics about what it means to have clear boundaries um, and what other things are effective on an energetic level besides pulling cords and streaming energy. But remember, it all comes down to you and your awareness. If you are aware that someone is pulling energy from you and you are aware that when you are with them, that you begin to feel really drained, then it is up to you to figure out your own place in that relationship and how much energy do you want to give to you to set your boundaries and keep them. It is up to you to replenish your soul energy. It is up to you to choose who you're going to give your attention your time, and your energy too. 
We may like to blame the energy vampires, but the truth is it's up to us to be strong in who we are so that they cannot take from us what we're not willing to give. Do we have any other callers before we go? We do. Uh, We'd have to be pretty darn quick. Actually, it it is right at the top of the hour. Um, So because we want to have time for your shameless self-promotion. Okay. Well, I already did my... yeah, let's do a quick one. Okay. <laughs> we'll add, we'll add Thank you. time, so let's go for it. 416, that is you. What's your first name? Where are you calling in from? Hello, my name is Caroline. I'm calling from Ontario, and okay. I'm just... Catching, I'm just catching the show near the end, and so it definitely sounds like I am a person that would fit fit into category, being around a lot of emotional vampires, and I'm just overcoming um, a recent, uh, you know, accumulation of just having gone to a, a few funerals and being in a space where... Mm. Um, you know, seeing people from old community and different um, environments and people where I don't, I've made a choice not to be around them for a long time. And, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I think um, what I ended up have happening when I came back is that I did have um, a head injury where I, I fainted. I did have a sore stomach and wondering if I had eaten something bad, but um, I ended up actually fainting and, and bumping my head on on a counter. Oh my goodness! So, and and you know I think um, because I have been um, healing and and um, getting to know myself a lot better. I mean I don't want to go into a lot of details, but. Um, yeah, we I'm only thinking, have about 30 seconds, so. <laughs> yeah, so I am wondering more about the um, the protection part, and I'm just hearing now that you will be discussing that a lot more. So I, did, I guess it's just words of advice because, um, I, you know, I already okay. got a lot of information, so. so. Yeah, uh, thank you for calling. And. Uh, a lot of that information I do have on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel under my name, Geraldine St. Joseph, where I I go to my group is called Mystery Mystics and Metaphysics, and that's on Meetup.com. People who join that group get to have discussions. Uh, we'll pick a topic. I'll film the first part of it where I talk about the topic, and then the second part of the meeting is us all getting together and discussing whatever the topic was and helping each other out. So that might be something that you're interested in. I would say, like I had said earlier, the easiest things are using gemstones to protect yourself once they're blessed and programmed. And another good thing is taking a salt shower. If you can't take a salt shower, which is just going into either making a salt bath, using sea salt, or taking a shower, you know, scrubbing your your body with it, or putting it on top of your head and letting it melt over you, those things are good for clearing out that energy. So that will help you as a fix. 
if you can't take a shower or a bath, then you can do it just scrubbing up to your elbows or a little bit above your elbows. Uh, also helps to release that energy out of you and away from you once you've left the presence of somebody that you feel is uh, a little too sticky. Thank you. And so, I'm going to, I want to um, inquire welcome. about this a lot more perhaps at another time. I appreciate the information. I'll sure. look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Take care. So I think we're wrapping up now. <laughs> we're wrapping and up. And this is Geraldine yeah. St. Joseph. And my website is voiceofspirit.com. See you next month. And Geraldine's all linked up at newsforthesoul.com as well. And we're back with more in a couple of minutes right after this break. This program was first broadcast. the soul begins its 27th year in january 2024 find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com Previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.